Through the past several years, my growth and maturity as a Christian have really grown thanks to RCC. It's not enough to only believe in Jesus, but because of that belief, I should follow the life he modeled and the things he taught. That meant adult baptism. My heart changed, and I wanted to get baptized, and I knew I needed to get baptized. I'm so glad I did. It is my declaration publicly that I'm doing my very best to follow Jesus with all aspects of my life. Well, good morning. morning. My name is Mike. I uh, I was a pastor here for almost twenty years, Um, but it's been so. If you're brand new, it's been like six months since I've taught here. Um, I'm super excited to be here. It's been fun just connecting with you guys in the back beforehand. um, I'm a little nervous. I'm rusty. I'm not used to speaking at church all the time on Sundays, Um, and I've never had to sit for a sermon before. I, uh, I have a back issue going on right now, so it's been a few weeks since I've been able to stand. Um, so anyways, if you notice me wince a couple times, that's why. Um, and it's a little odd sitting down. Like, I, I was thinking of it in the back before I came up. Um, I've walked on this stage, you know, 20 years, multiple Sundays per year, or per, per, day, per week, um, almost 2,000 times. I've walked up here to give a sermon almost 2,000 times, and I've never sat for one, I don't think. So this is a little bit awkward. You're just going to have to hang with me and see how I do. Um, a little bit of an update, so there's, I had a little bit more serious health problem, some of you know about, that's going really good, and now i got this back deal, so that's, that's me catching up on life. Um, enjoying life, you know, it's been six months. We started, uh, Pastor Eric and I started Academy Consulting. We just started meeting with people for counseling, which for me, this might sound weird, is super fun. Um, it's what I did for a lot of years here at church, but as church grew, right, we had zero people at first, and now there's so, so many. As a lead pastor, you don't get to do that very much anymore. There's just other things you need to do. So it's been super fun for me to meet with people. We counsel individuals. We counsel couples a lot. Um, been super fun. So if you ever want to chat, um, we, we can do that. And I love doing it. Um, and that's been a big thing. And then we also have like services online. I, like for a non-church person, I would call them like a sermon. Um, for church people, we just call them a lesson. We do that online as well. But it's not on Sundays, right? Like people watch online anytime. So um, I've been visiting churches on Sunday just to, you know, experience different churches, all different types to learn and stuff. It's been really neat. And I watch here online a lot. So if you're watching online right now, I do that a lot with you. I know some of you are watching online. You emailed me and said they couldn't be here today. Um, so that's, that's been me lately. It is so good to be back. Like visiting all those churches and then hearing your worship team here. They're amazing, right? I just... Um, most churches are not blessed like you guys are. So I recommend at the end of each time that you worship together like that, you just thank God. Just say, thank you, God, for blessing our church so much like this. It's amazing. would be a great way for you to praise God for what happens here. Um, So with this new life of ours, I've been thinking about having uh, new ways for people to connect with God, right? Like, I'm used to church, but you know there's so many other ways. And that's what I want to talk about today. Sam's not here, right? The staff always used to tease me for 20 years, like if I was gone, They'd always say, the cat's away, the mice will play, right? So 
So now I get to be the one, like I can do anything I want, and Sam's not even here to shut off the microphone. So this could be fun. I know you guys have been doing uh, the Book of Acts this summer, and he originally asked me to do that, but I'm going to do something else since he's not here. Um, (laughs) Sam and I are great. We talk every week. We coach through things every week, and uh, he's doing an amazing job. I'm super excited for him. But what I want to talk about today is, is experiencing God in super meaningful ways every day of the week. I know that you can do that here at church so well, especially during the worship time, but I want you to be able to experience God every single day in all sorts of different ways. Like I said, I led church for for 20 years, and and one thing I know for certain about that is God's not just for Sundays. You know, it's not like you go through your week and, you know, do whatever it is you do at work or at home or whatever, and then, you know, have your God hour on Sunday mornings. That's, That's not the life I want for you. I would like to help you turn your whole world into your church. And by church, I mean a place where you can connect with God, a place where you worship God meaningfully in whatever whatever way you do, right? You're out taking a walk and you're worshiping God. So that's what I want to do today. That's what I want to talk about. I'm going to start with a a one-minute video. Uh, Like I said, Sam's not here. It's country music, which he probably wouldn't have allowed. And it's Trace Atkins. Is anyone a country music or Trace Atkins fan? Oh, pretty many. Okay, so for you guys, this will be great. For the rest of you, please endure this for the next hour. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm rusty, all right? Minute and six seconds. Minute and six seconds of Trace Atkins. Here we go. Listen to the words, Better though. Go, boys. So basically saying I'd rather be fishing and thinking about God than in church thinking about fishing. Do you ever, uh, do you ever think about something else while you're in church? Wait, come on. Let's, what, you all forgot to be honest in six months? Okay, if you're new here, okay, 20 years, this is a place where you can be honest, all right? Nobody's perfect. Everyone messes up. And if you literally come to church all the time and never think about something else, I want to meet you afterwards. Because I've been a pastor for 20 years, and I think about other stuff sometimes during church as well. Sometimes you just can't help it, right? you got a lot of stuff going on, and maybe it's fishing. Maybe it's your grocery list. you got to run around. you got to be at your family at noon today to have a family. Whatever, right? Stuff pops in your head. It just does. I know you can relate to that. So you need to do your best, right, to fight that, and I know you do, so do I. But let's start talking about experiencing God in more places than just church. Because sometimes you can have a really meaningful experience with God while you're fishing or while you're walking. Whatever it is that you like to do can be special between you and God. It says this in the Bible, in Psalm 19. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. 
Day after day they continue to speak, and night after night they make him known. What God is saying there in Scripture is that his characteristics, his nature, the the way he is, can be clearly seen not only in church. It can be seen through the world he created, everywhere you go. That's why I like um, talking about the outdoors so much. I, I appreciate being outdoors. Here's a picture, maybe one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. This is on Yosemite in California. Has anyone been there? Yosemite is just, inc- the views are incredible. So that, that's just a special picture for me as I looked out over the park. It hasn't changed in hundreds and hundreds of years. It's amazing. And I experienced that years ago when my family took a 40-day road trip throughout the West. I, I took like seven weeks away from church here to do it. It was in summer, and we just drove throughout the West for 40 days. And it was amazing. We saw a lot of cool stuff, and I learned a lot about God. But it was interesting because 40 days in a, in a tr- tight truck cab with two boys, I mean, that, that was an experience, right? They were 10 and they were 13, and you just spend so much time locked in that little truck together. You just have the opportunity to talk about some stuff, right? It's a long road. And as you're talking about things, just different topics pop up, and sometimes you can get, like, super deep, which was cool. So I decided along this drive that I would, you know, teach them some really important stuff as the opportunity came up. And pretty far into the trip, the opportunity came up for me to have the talk with them. Right? They're 10 and 13, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm their dad. This is the time to have the talk. <laughs> and I realized they were probably, like, too old at that point. Like, I should have done it sooner. I should have told them about deodorant way, way earlier than that, right? <laughs> but it was easy in the truck. I mean, there was a smell. <laughs> and you, you couldn't deny it, right? I mean, it was coming from somebody. There was a smell, and, and I was able to teach this lesson to the boys that I think will translate for the rest of their life, and maybe for you as well, and this could be an encouragement today. Here it is. You can control the way you smell. <laughs> think about it. There's a lot of things, boys, in life you can't control. This is what I told them as they rode in the back seat. A lot of things in life you can't control, but you can control the way you smell, so you want to get on top of that, Right? You want to get on top of it. It was a big lesson. It'll serve them well. But throughout the trip, we spent so much time in, in like the most beautiful places in, in America. It was crazy. And being in those places, like that picture I showed you, for me, it just makes me think about the one who made them. I mean, they're so incredible, like whether it's the Grand Canyon or whatever, that, that natural beauty, the Pacific coastline. I mean, I look at that and I think of God. I mean, I know a human couldn't do that. I know it can't be an accident. Like, beautiful things just don't turn up as accidents. They just don't. So to see all that beauty, I think of God. But I really don't have to go to, like, the mountains or a wilderness area for me to have that experience. I think I can walk in my own backyard or my own neighborhood and experience God. And I think you can, too. I don't think you need to go to Yosemite or whatever. I think you can experience God in your backyard or when you're on a walk just like I can. So I want to talk about that today. I want to highlight... God's character attributes that we can see in his workmanship that we can see every time we go out in nature. So if you're a person who likes being outside and summer's your season, this is for you. Because we can see God in nature through his creativity. You can see God, uh, uh, just a major characteristic of God, through his creativity in nature. Because there's this astounding variety, right, in the natural world. It says in Scripture in Romans 1.20, 
For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So that's where I got that, right? I opened with that. I said we could see God. Here's why. He tells us we can in nature. He tells us we have no excuse for not knowing him just because of what we see. You know, a lot of things happen in life. There's struggles and problems and all that stuff. But as you look around and just think for a moment, you, you can't help but see God. Just in the beauty of nature. You don't, you don't need me. You don't need a Bible. You don't need a church. You need to just look around and think a little bit. Right? Like the, the creativity. Each bird comes with its own colors and its own sound. Like people who are into birds can identify birds just by the sound that they hear. Each tree has its own roots and its own bark and its own leaves, and you can tell one tree from another. They're beautiful, but they're all different. And each one within each group of trees is unique. There's no two trees that are the same. I don't know, there's maybe a billion oak trees or something in the world, and no two are alike. That's crazy. Each flower has its own petal and seeds. It's beautiful. How is it possible that God could come up with such a a vast array of birds, insects, mammals, trees, flowers, people? He's so creative. I I do, over the years, I've done a lot of training with pastors. And like I said, I love to do counseling. And one of the things I always talk about with the pastors and sometimes in counseling is I take them outside, or if I'm doing it over the phone, I tell them to look out their window. And I point out that there are a million shades of green. Just think, I wish we were outside right now, like a green, like next week's going to be fun. You should go. If you haven't been out there for service, it's amazing. But... There's a million shades of green. If you just look in your backyard, from one tree to the, I mean, even the grass, like grab a little handful of grass and look at it. There's a million shades of green. Only God could do that. Just green. I don't even like green that much. I mean, my favorite colors, green isn't at the top. There's a million shades of everything. But green is amazing. It's amazing just in your yard, just out your bedroom window. And if you think of what God can do, God's power, right? God's creativity. Here's just a a common sense thing for you. Crayola is known for colors, right? Crayola crayons. Did anyone have the the box of 12 when you went to school? You came with your box of 12 Crayola? Did you ever feel like jealous when someone came with the box of 24? Do you remember that, right? Or then the kid would come with a 64 box, and and it would have um, the, the, the sharpener on the side. Does anyone remember? Right? And you were a little bit jealous. Well, I looked it up because I was thinking about colors. And I looked up like, you know, I'm old. So like, what has Crayola got now? It's been a long time since I bought a box of crayons, right? And now they have um, a box of 240. And, and I was going to get it and bring it in and show you guys, but I'm kind of cheap. So I was like, <laughs> what, what am I going to give it away at the end of the service or whatever? But then I was tricked because I was reading all the details on Amazon. And there's a 240, but there's only 120 different colors. You get two of each. So I did some more Google research, and the best one is actually... They have 156 colors that are all unique. So, so Crayola has 156 colors and a handful of greens. God has a million. There's a million natural shades of green. You can't even count the shades of green. God is creative. God is powerful. God has the most creative mind in the entire universe throughout all of history. It's God. And this is important, and here's why it is, for you, right? It's, it's great to talk about God and all. We want to know God, and then we've got to talk about how does that matter for me, right? Why is this important for you? It's in this creativity that he created you, too. 
for every animal, for every coastline, for every mountain, for every different snowflake. You were created just as uniquely. There's no one else like you. That's amazing. Right now, just, just look at your fingertip for a second. Hopefully you have enough light there in your seat. There's enough light to get a suntan up here. But <laughs> I need suntan lotion for next service, my bald head. Um, every finger, every fingerprint is unique. What you just looked at, that, that fingertip in front of you, no one else has your fingerprint. That's just one tiny little example. You are completely unique. Throughout all the years, there's never been anyone else exactly like you. There isn't now, and there never will be. And God made you. You are special to him. You're alive. You're breathing right now. You're experiencing life. And you were created to experience the life you're experiencing. You were created for a purpose. Not just to exist every day, not to get through your to-do list and you know, get to work and then get home and make the dinner. And you're like, It's more than that. I know that becomes all-encompassing, right? Like, I know real life. There's just so much that's got to get done. I understand. But that's not why you were created. God has a purpose for you that's unique because you're God's handiwork. He didn't make you for no reason. For however you feel today, maybe you're super confident today and proud, and you've got you know, a good streak, or maybe you're struggling. God made you especially just to be you. And he likes the way you are. Even when you don't. Even when you're disappointed in yourself or guilty of something. God still likes you. He loves you. As his unique creation, as his child. For those of you who have children, think about it. Think about your children. You just always love them. You can't help it. Even if they mess up. Anyone ever change a poopy diaper? I mean a bad one. The, the leakers. Still love your baby afterwards? Anyone ever get peed on by a baby? That happened one time in our house, like, early on. And I just laughed and laughed. Because it wasn't me, so it was great. <laughs> and this is all super important, because as we learn to appreciate God's creativity... We can ask him for his creative help in our life. He's creative. You have creative issues in your life that are unique to you, and you need creative help, and God can give you creative answers. That's what you can see in nature. Because for as creative as he is in nature, he's creative in your life, in your work, in your relationships. In solving your day-to-day problems, God is creative, and he wants to help you as his beautiful child. And get this, as we think of God as so amazing, he thinks of us as amazing. Like you worshipped him this morning and sang to him and about him, and you think he's amazing, he thinks you're amazing. Whenever I go scuba diving, it makes me think of God. Do we, have a, do we get that in the end, a scuba diving pick? There we go. You're down there in this other world. There's nothing from above. There's not the news and wars and sickness and all this stuff. There's this whole other world under the sea. Their whole world is going on down there. They know nothing of what's above. And it's beautiful. It's exquisite. And yet it seems to me as I'm diving around and swimming and looking at all the beauty, God put it in a place 
where so very few people can see. This is me and one of my kids, probably you know, 50 feet deep or something in the ocean looking at a turtle. How many people will ever see that beautiful turtle? You know, maybe just us, I don't know. And then for every animal under the sea and every beautiful coral, and they're like flowers under the sea. They're amazing. I look at that and I wonder, like, why would, why would he do that? Like, it seems like he wasted it almost. Like, there's all this beauty that no one sees. So what does that mean? Like, why would he do it? Why is there all this beauty that, that no one even really gets to appreciate? I think God loves beauty for beauty's sake. God loves to create the beautiful just because it's beautiful. Because he enjoys it. And he put it everywhere, under the water, on the earth, in the sky, for us to love it and appreciate it too, like he does, and to see him in it. Whether it's scuba diving or fishing, things that I like, or gardening, or whatever you like. You can see God as you do these things. You just have to open your mind to it. But that beauty doesn't stop under the sea or on a beautiful flower, wildflower-covered mountaintop or the Grand Canyon. It doesn't stop there. God considers you beautiful. God actually considers you his masterpiece. Ephesians 2.10. We are God's masterpiece, says God in Scripture for all of time. All of the beautiful things you see, and I, he sees too and he created, so I'm assuming he loves I mean, there's even things he created that I, I think are ugly that I think he loves. Like dragonflies. I mean, like it just, I don't like dragonflies. They're loud and, yeah. I, th- I think God loves them. And there's snakes, he, right? But you are his masterpiece, says God. That's crazy. All of the creation, all of the years, and he says you are his masterpiece. And you're thinking, what? I mean, I maybe you're super confident. But do you, do you see yourself as God's masterpiece? You, I mean, you wake up in the morning and, you know, look in the mirror like, yes, masterpiece, baby. <laughs> Master, I mean, like I'd shine the head a little bit. <laughs> masterpiece, yes. You should write it on your mirror. Lipstick or something, write it on your mirror. Masterpiece. Because when you look in the mirror and God's looking at you, he sees Masterpiece. And you got to start seeing yourself more like that. You have to embrace that because God loves you so much more than a beautiful flower or a cool fish. You're his masterpiece. I know it's tough to do, right? I know. I don't really buff my head and call myself a masterpiece in the morning. Sometimes I look at myself in the morning, to be honest, and just say, E. Right? E. E. Bald, gained a few pounds, shirt done match, like whatever. Goober on your face. I don't necessarily see masterpiece either. So it's not easy. I know it's not easy. But I'd love to offer you some more encouragement with this. This is how you have to think about it. You know, God shows his love for detail and beauty all throughout the world. You're his greatest masterpiece, even if you don't see it. But here's the deal. I encourage you to embrace this truth today. You need to accept that your beauty, your masterpieceness, is more than skin deep. You know, handsome is skin deep. Or or pretty is skin deep. And those are cool things too. You know, if you're a super handsome dude, good for you. That's cool. But beauty is deeper than that. And beauty comes from inside. It's who you are. 
And I'm sure you all know people that you just think are amazing. Right? You know someone when you think like, oh, they're just such a great person. They're beautiful as a person. It's more, right, than just the way they look. It just is. You love someone and you see them as beautiful. Or you respect someone and you see them as beautiful. That's you, though. That's how God's looking at you. Pretty is just superficial. Beautiful is deep. Being a masterpiece is deep. And once you realize that, that there's more to your beauty, once you realize it's inside, it's easier to start looking at yourself as a masterpiece because you know who you are inside. You know your good intentions even when you mess up. You know you're still good in there and you want to do good. Nature is so complex. So complex. Like it all works, right? Like that, here's something that blows my mind. If there were not humans messing things up, all of the earth would just exist. Like, right, it'd just go, like the plants grow and the lakes fill and you know, like all this stuff, it would just exist. And, you know, over the thousands of years as humans, we've messed it up somewhat, right, with global warming and, you know, all this stuff. But if you just would leave it alone, it exists perfectly. And as a dude who's, like, into fishing or into aquariums or scuba diving, like, it's super hard. You get this aquarium, and you're trying to make all the life work in there. You know, and it's complex. The water's got to be a certain thing, and it's work to get it really good and healthy. Yet every lake, every ocean, they just work somehow. No one's doing anything. God did it. It's amazing. It's beautiful. God's power and creativity are clearly seen in our world. And we have no excuse not to recognize it. Before God, you have no excuse to see all this beauty and go, well, I don't know about God. He's showing himself to you every single day. And this powerful, creative God wants to help you. He wants to redeem you. To redeem means to save and to win back. God wants to redeem you every single day, and we see this in nature as well. One of the most astounding things in nature is the aftermath of a, of a forest fire. We have a picture of that, I think. Okay, forest fire, and then this is what it looks like afterwards. Right? You've probably seen it somewhere. And then here's what happens. Almost instant growth. If it's just left alone by humans... It's almost instant growth. God redeems the nature. It regrows, beautiful and healthy. There's even some pine trees that don't release their seeds until they're in intense heat. Jack pine is one in Wisconsin, where it's like, you know, the, the cones release their seeds when they get super hot. And then all the new, new jack pines grow. God is an expert at redeeming from disaster, from hardship, from death, God redeems. And as his children, we can expect him to redeem us, not only just at the end of our life. Like, okay, you're redeemed and you get to go to heaven. That's really great. Hopefully you got that in your back pocket. You began a relationship with Jesus, with God, and you've got that in your back pocket. You know where you're going. But God can redeem you every single day. You don't got to wait till the end of your life. As children, his children, we can expect it from him. That's what he wants to do for us. It's here again in Scripture. It's Isaiah. I've swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you, says God. God claims to be ready and waiting and looking for you all the time. Not just while you're in church, not just while you're reading your Bible or in a Bible study or listening to worship music. 
Every day, all day, God wants his relationship with you to grow. And he shows it to you all day long. God's right here in this room. He's right outside this door. God's in your backyard right now. God's anywhere you want to meet him. So maybe, for you, it's fishing, you know? When you're fishing, you're thinking about nature and beauty and God, and you you just have a great time with God as you're fishing. Awesome. Do it. Maybe it's while you're out for a run, whatever it is for you. But there's a way you can bring God into every day of your life because he wants it, and he shows himself to you all day long every day. So whatever it is for you, take advantage You have a loving God who calls you a masterpiece wanting to connect with you all day, every day. But it's really on us. It's really on us. He's just ready and waiting right there in your boat, right? Right there in your backyard. He's ready and waiting. But you got to make the choice, right? You wake up in the morning, look at the mirror. You know, maybe you got to wipe off the, the condensation from the shower and you see yourself and say, masterpiece. And God wants me today. And just say a few words. Good morning, God. Help me connect better with you today somehow. That's it. That's the whole prayer. You can do it. And then look for your opportunities throughout the day. God's not just for Sunday. He's for every day of your life. And he loves you. You're his masterpiece. So as I close, I'm going to say thank you for that. And if you'd like to say thank you as well, you can. We'll pray together. And we'll thank God for making us unique. We'll thank him for how highly he thinks of us. He doesn't see us as messed up, naughty sinners who he's always punishing. He sees us as masterpieces. So thank him for how he looks at us and thank you that we can be close to him. So if you want to thank God with me, bow your heads and we'll pray together. Dear Lord, thank you for what you say about us in the Bible. It's amazing that you consider us masterpieces. God, we often don't and it's important that we align the way we think with the way you think. So help us see ourselves the way you do and then thank you, God. Thank you for loving us so much and thank you for wanting to connect with us all day, every day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.